The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. It is diet culture mentality at its finest that tells you that you need to be skinny. But I'm telling you, you got to heal your gut. You got to get your hormones in line because you won't actually lose weight sustainably if you do, if you don't address those things. You'll be stuck back in the loop. Welcome to A Gut Feeling. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, holistic health coach and digestive specialist. Your gut healing journey begins here. Welcome back to A Gut Feeling. Yes, today we are talking about being imprisoned to your healing journey. And to be honest, this came to me over the weekend. I had a conversation with a client who had been kind of stuck in their healing journey. Uh, She was stuck in her healing journey and she was feeling like she couldn't make any advances. And we broke it down a little bit. We started talking about it a little bit more. And what I really uncovered in our conversation was a lot of diet culture. She had been stuck in this mentality and it was keeping her stuck in that space where she couldn't move forward and and heal. And then we ended up having a conversation this morning, so only three days later once we moved through that, and it was like a whole complete 180. And that made me realize how I know so many women who have been hand-fed diet culture mentality for so long, and that a healing journey can mimic that diet culture. But a healing journey, it's not a diet. It's not temporary. It's not a fad. But so many women treat it like it is. I believe there's a few reasons why. But that major point being that we've been hand-fed diet culture for so long is a huge aspect of it. First of all, I think it's important to know how do you know if you're imprisoned to your healing journey? And Just to be honest, square one, I have been here. I have been so obsessed with exactly what I was eating, how I was sleeping, every little movement I was making, whether something was organic or not, what oils they were putting in it. What that really did was create a ton of anxiety in me. I didn't want to go out anywhere. I didn't want to hang out with anyone. I just wanted to eat my food at home and make sure that I got better because I didn't want any little thing to make me take one step back in my healing journey. I remember the story specifically. When I was married, I went to this really cool uh, seminar down in Florida about healing the body with energy, right? Your energetic thoughts create your reality. And we went together. I know he wasn't really that into it, but it was really fun for me. And I thought because it was like a wellness thing or like a healing thing that they would provide really good food. There would probably be some kind of healthy lunch buffet. At the least, I could get salad or something like that. But when we got there and we got there to the first day, I realized they're not serving us any food. We had to go out to eat. And this was in some random part of Florida that I'd never been. It's not like we were, you know, in Palm Springs or Miami where there's, you know, the healthiest smoothie shops all around the corners. This was in the middle of nowhere. We were in a plaza, basically, and I knew nothing. And we left to go to lunch and we looked up a couple options. And, you know, my ex-husband was kind of looking them up 
Googling, okay, what's healthy? What has gluten-free options? And he kind of found, you know, Middle Eastern felt like a safe option. He found a Middle Eastern place and he was like, okay, let's go. And it kind of happened really fast. And all of a sudden I just froze. I had so much panic in my whole body. I couldn't move. He's like, his hand is out and he's grabbing me. He's like, come on, let's go. Let's walk there. It's only a couple blocks. And I couldn't move. And then I felt that warm feeling in my chest. I felt myself sweating. I felt my palms getting clammy. And then I couldn't breathe. And I knew I was about to have a panic attack. All because I was so afraid to eat anywhere that felt like it was outside of what I needed to do on my healing journey. That is how you know you are imprisoned to your healing journey. That is how you know that you are stuck in it so deep to the point where you have a panic attack because you can't figure out what to eat or where to go and you don't think that anything else will be good for you in that moment that you're going to have more stress on your body, more pain on your body than just probably eating the food. So how do you know if you are imprisoned on your healing journey? These were a few questions I had to ask myself. So I'm sharing these questions with you guys so you can see if you can relate to it. Number one, do you feel like you cannot eat outside of your diet, the specific diet that you have to follow for your healing journey, or else you feel like you'll get bloated or sick or take two steps back or you're worried about what will happen after? That's question one. Number two, do you stress or get anxious about going out of town in fear that you will not find things to eat or have a flare, you know, worry about where you're staying or the bathroom, something like that, creating fear around the situation? Number three, do you feel like you are doing all the things? Like many people will get on the phone with me. I'm doing all the things, but I'm getting nowhere. So do you feel like you're doing all the things, you're getting nowhere, maybe symptoms are worse some days, maybe they're better some days, you can't quite pinpoint where you're at on your healing journey? These three questions, take your time to really answer them because they truly are at the base of feeling and, and acting as if you're imprisoned to your healing journey. Here's three reasons why I think this happens, okay? These are kind of like what I came up with through working with my clients, the seven years I've been coaching, and then most recently that beautiful conversation I had with my client. These three keep popping up. They're the common denominators. Number one, diet culture mentality. You guys know how I feel about diet culture mentality. If you don't, you should listen to my podcast a few episodes ago, my thoughts on Ozempic for weight loss. Um, because I hand feed you how I feel about the diet culture industry and mentality. And it's not good, but I do know that I grew up in the 90s and it was everywhere. You know, the Waif era, the Atkins diet, everything was in our face all the time to be skinny, skinny, skinny. And weight mattered so much. And it was all about how you looked not about how you felt. Because let me tell you, I've been way skinnier. I've been this teeny tiny little thing, but I was so sick, like to the point where I couldn't get out of bed. And now I'm just like, hey, these thighs are getting me around life and I'm happy about it because they make me feel good in my body. So sticking with diet culture mentality can always keep you stuck and imprisoned in your healing journey. 
Number two is when you are stuck in your diagnosis or past story. Now, I know many people get diagnosed with something or go searching for an answer. The thing is, if you're searching for an answer, you're looking for a diagnosis, eventually you will get one. Then it becomes a part of your reality. I'm going to break that down a little bit more later. Number three is having no plan or direction. I call this patchwork healing. You may have heard me uh, share with you that term before where we're just kind of pulling from different things in different directions and it's not really taking us from A to Z. It's not putting us in one movement or one motion. It's just like literally flailing us all around and not making us sure at which direction we should be going to get there. So I want to break down these three reasons for you. I want you to understand all of them because you may identify with one, you may relate to two or whatever, but I want you to understand them first before you put yourself in any space. Before I dive into that, I want to share with you this really great offer that I have going on. You guys know that the Holistic Gut System is my group program. It's also my one-on-one program the 90-day program, the gut transformation that has helped hundreds of women completely transform their gut and help them with energy, skin, weight loss, all of the things by honing in on their gut healing journey. That program right now for the month of March and April will include testing. And my testing is called the Bioresonance Scan It is a saliva and hair sample where we can see what's going on with your systems. We can see what's going on with your toxic exposure, things like mold, parasites, um, bacteria overgrowth. We can see your nutrient deficiencies, your food sensitivities, and most importantly, your hormones and how they're utilizing a lot of this stuff. And that testing is so comprehensive. It's helped me understand so much on a deeper level what's going on with my clients, things that we couldn't see on the surface. And um, for the month of March and April, I'm offering that testing included in the program pricing, whether you decide to do one-on-one or group coaching with me. Now, the way to redeem this wonderful offer is to book a call with me. The link is posted below in the copy. And then when you jump on the call with me or in the you know form you fill out before you jump on the call, just let me know, um, mention this podcast episode and that you heard it on the podcast and you're interested in getting the test included in your program. I am only sharing it with my podcast listeners. So I'm not going to put this on any other platform. You're not going to see it anywhere else. Only if you're listening to this podcast, do you get this special offer of testing included with the program for March and April. So I will see you on our call. I'm excited to get connected to you. You can click the link below and that will help you book your call so that you and I can connect face-to-face. It's my favorite way to connect. I don't love phone call or email or anything. I want to see someone's face. I want to see, really connect with them on a deeper level. And so we'll do that. We'll see what's going on and then we can talk about your next steps. All right, so let's break down these three little options here, right? We have diet culture, mentality, stuck in your diagnosis, and not having a plan. Diet culture, like I said, if you've been following me for a while, you know it makes me so, so mad. And um, I'm not shy about it, but I do feel like there's a reason for it. I mean, it's a $71 billion a year corporation, yet 95% of diets fail. How do you become that successful with that high of a fail rate? you got to be doing something right. 
they're selling sexy, they're selling skinny, they're using people, you know, sexy models and celebrities to promote stuff, case in point, the Ozempic shot with different celebrities, to lure you into something that truly, truly isn't a sustainable change. That's why they fail. Because what happens on day 31 after the 30-day challenge or after you get shredded, did you really change your mentality about who you are and how you love yourself and your worth? Because those things are the things that stick. That's why diets have that fail rate and why they become a perpetual loop. Like I said, I grew up in the 90s. I truly believe this has to do with society hand-feeding diet culture mentality for decades and decades and decades, right? So I don't know how old you are if you're listening to this right now. I'm 40, which means I grew up in the early, late 80s, early 90s. You know, as a teenager, gracing the cover was people like Kate Moss, who was so tiny, I could probably fit my pinky around her. And that's the role model I had to look up to. And so what did I end up doing? I don't know. You guys may have done this too. Take countless pills of hydroxycut, you know, use diuretics, use things like, um, ooh, we used antacids to help us not eat because when you get hungry, you know, you kind of get that gurgly feeling in your belly. So we would take antacids to get that hungry feeling to go, to go away, to not eat to get skinnier. I'm talking, I was 14 when this was happening. Like how terrible is that? Could you imagine maybe some of you listening have a 14 year old or have a daughter who will be 14 one day, or you remember being 14 and thinking, I was so obsessed with being skinny and diet culture. It basically destroyed my gut and it destroyed my hormones. It destroyed my self-confidence. And I had a lot of anxiety in high school. Like I said, maybe many of you guys relate to that. And this mentality this diet culture mentality, the reason why I'm talking about it as it relates to being in prison to your healing journey is because that bleeds into it. If I grew up thinking you have to be this skinny, you should do this to lose weight, and then all of a sudden I have gut issues or I have you know hormonal issues going on, you know I dealt with infertility, endometriosis, and I'm trying to heal that and someone hands me a healing diet, whether it be paleo or uh, keto or low FODMAP or whatever it is they hand it to me, you best believe the way that I'm taking that in is the same way that I have looped over and over with diet culture, that it has a temporary, it's a temporary fix, not a permanent solution. And I haven't changed my self-worth about myself. I haven't changed how I feel about my health. I don't even know that I care if I live or not. I'm just worried about being skinny. So that once that bleeds in, you're basically on a diet again, but for a different outcome, right? To heal your gut. But what happens after 30 days when that diet doesn't heal your gut, right? Now we're in the loop again. We try another diet or we shame ourselves for getting off the diet or we binge out because we're over the diet. I had a friend, um, well, I still have her as a friend actually, and she made me laugh so hard when she said this, but you know when something's really funny, but it's the truth, you don't know whether to like freak out about it or laugh about it. She said, when I'm on the cleanse, I'm on the cleanse. But when I'm off the cleanse, I'm off the cleanse. And you know, we both laughed and we still laugh about it. And we still joke like to this day, like I might call her, message her, I'm on the cleanse. 
But what we're really saying is like, if I'm on it, I'm so on it. It's it's black and white. I am so determined and I'm so obsessed with the health when it comes to that diet. But then when I decide I'm off of it, it's like, let's go tacos, margaritas, ice cream after and full blown, you know, stomach fest for the next 48 hours. And why would we treat ourselves that way? What gave us that inclination that that is okay to treat our body like a trash can or to restrict it or to do these things to it that are literally causing more chronic illness? Honestly, I take so many calls a month in a day, actually, from so many women who are literally so sick with digestive issues, chronic illness, practically crying over their symptoms, begging for something to give them relief. And every single call I ask them, what is your top goal? Like, why did you reach out to me? And what is your goal for working with me? And 90%, I have the actual math done because I went through all of my forms and did the math on it and the statistics. And 90% of them say that their top goal is to lose weight. And I'm over here thinking, you just told me how sick you are, that you have chronic illness and that you're in so much pain and you don't know what to do, but your top goal is to lose weight. There has to be a shift here. It's not your fault that you think this. It is diet culture mentality at its finest that tells you that you need to be skinny. But I'm telling you, you got to heal your gut. You got to get your hormones in line because you won't actually lose weight sustainably if you do, if you don't address those things. You'll be stuck back in the loop. My clients in my program, I don't want them on a diet. I want them to get in tune with their body to love the food that they eat, to not feel restricted, but to also be in tune with if something is causing them sickness and to know that it's not a restriction if they have to remove it, let's say it's dairy, that they're not restricting themselves from removing dairy, that they're consciously removing it because it's causing diarrhea and pain and they're losing sleep and they're getting acne. So it's a conscious decision versus it being a restriction, which is a completely different thing when it comes to healing. It's this very weight of the illness, right? So you have that weight of the illness. So many people I say, what's the most stressful thing in your life? And they say, my chronic illness, coupled with the diet culture mentality that imprisons them to their healing journey. It keeps them in a loop where they can't get better. They want to, and they may be making all the right plays, but there's actually no ball getting in the net right they're at practice and they're doing they're doing all the points they're you know practice 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 and they're not getting it in the basket and it's those two things that can completely destroy a healing journey so the first thing here is to break diet culture mentality the second thing that can keep you in that loop similar to diet culture mentality is being stuck in your diagnosis Somewhere along the line, you were diagnosed with something, right? Maybe IBS, maybe endometriosis, SIBO. And many women attach to a diagnosis like it's a part of them, like it's their third arm or their third leg or a hump on their back. 
and it becomes that weight of the chronic illness, right? Or maybe you haven't been diagnosed with something and you're attached to that. I know something's wrong with me. I just have to figure out what it is. I know something's wrong with me. I just have to get a diagnosis. I have to see this person and this person, this person, so they can tell me what is wrong with me. Figure it out. Find a diagnosis. That's actually worse sometimes. Here we go. You know, you say, I have IBS and you feel the need to explain it to everyone everywhere you go. Like, like I said, like it's a third arm or third leg. Don't mind the hump on my back. I have IBS. Over time, it becomes, you let it become a part of who you are. And now you've created it as your identity. And then even if you work with someone and you get better, maybe your symptoms start to improve. This has happened with some of my clients. I'll explain in a minute. As they improve or not improve, you know, they could go away completely, but you still connect to that story. There are many years where, you know, because I've been diagnosed with IBS, that I would just say, even if you listen to my older podcast intros, it says I'm a former IBS, anxious IBS struggler. And I changed that intro because I didn't want that attached to me. I didn't want that to be a part of my story, even though it says former. When people say, ask me now, I say, I no, I don't have IBS. I was diagnosed with it a long time ago, but I healed it. I don't have it anymore. It's not a part of me anymore. And so what's interesting about the story, the diagnosis, we connect to it, but it's really in the past. And past doesn't really exist, right? It's already happened and it's gone. It's just a part of our memory. But we make that memory our reality right now and maybe for your decisions for the future. One story I wanted to share about a client is she's been all over to every specialist and she ended up with me and I'm looking at her roster of specialists and I'm like, she's seen some heavy hitters. She's seen some heavy hitters. She's seen top functional medicine doctors. She's been to some top gastroenterologists. She's seen some people I know on Instagram that are really amazing functional medicine practitioners. And here she did, she ended up with me. Not trying to say that I am not good at my job because I have a very high success rate for my clients. Usually within weeks, they're getting better, if not all the way in the 90-day container. But she's seen all these people and she hasn't, and nothing's changed. So I'm going through everything and we're talking through everything. And, and I look at her and I say, can you describe your history to me? Can you just describe what it's been like for you? And as she's describing it through, I'm hearing the same thing come up over and over. And she mentions her diagnosis is IBS, by the way. She mentions IBS no short of 17 times in like a two-minute period. And I realize that no amount of plaques on a wall, no amount of certifications or licenses or the highest person wherever in the world could get her to this place if she doesn't release that story. And that is the work that we're working on now because she's doing all the things. I'm going to talk about this later. If you're doing all the things, right, and you're not making the basket, the ball's not going in the basket, I'll let you in on a little secret a little later why. But importantly, 
let go of that story. Don't make it a part of your identity. You are a female, right? Or a male if you're listening. And thank you so much if you're that one guy that's listening besides my producer. (laughs) Or you have 10 fingers, right? Or 10 toes. You have eyeballs. Those are factual things about you. The fact that you have IBS doesn't necessarily mean it's a factual thing about you. Connecting to it and making it your identity is the epitome of imprisoning your healing journey because now you've made it your identity when it's something you can change. You can't change your fingerprint, right? You can't change your age unless you're lying. But you can certainly change your health. You can reverse disease. You can prevent disease. Hell, you can even change your genetics. Like genetically, I am predisposed to pretty much every disease on the planet, but I don't have any of them because I changed my environment. I changed my mentality and I worked on healing and preventing those things from my body. Okay. Now I have had, these are all my diagnosis guys. This is because my mom was just so worried about me. She sent me to every doctor. We couldn't figure it out. Right. I had IBS, colitis, anxiety, infertility, endometriosis. Those were all real diagnoses by real doctors, all of them. But I do not identify with any of them. Even if you hear me talk about, oh, this is my endometriosis journey, okay? I'm not identifying with the fact that I have it. I'm not making it my reality. What I'm saying is this is what I went through to get to the other side. And maybe it will spark some interest for you to do some of the same things that can help you. Maybe not all of them will, but at least it's giving you a path and something to look forward to, right? Not identifying with something is literally so much a part of your verbiage. I wake up every day and I thank the Lord and say, I'm happy, healthy, strong. Thank you for blessing me with being able to move my body. Thank you for opening my eyes. You know, thank you for making me feel good. What you say is what you will believe. Everything you tell yourself, your body will hang on to. So if I wake up and say, oh, I'm so tired. I feel like crap. My body's sore again. Of course, I feel like I have diarrhea. I'm bloated, blah, 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 blah. It becomes your reality. You're connecting to the story and it's not going to let go. You know, if I, if I woke up every morning and said, good morning, God, thanks for my IBS, <laughs> My my body's most likely going to want to prove to me that day, you know, that you have IBS. Like I'll probably be in the bathroom all day. But here's what you want to do. Don't identify with your diagnosis. Don't let it become you. Don't let it consume you because it is temporary and it can change. Okay? I know many doctors will tell you it's incurable, but I'm here today to show you that it is. I'm living proof. My clients are living proof. My colleagues are living proof because they have overcome many illnesses. You can see their stories too, themselves, you know, uh, Bethany with brain trauma and my, you know, my friend Rachel with her hormones. That's what they teach you is that this is incurable. But if all of us have had these healing journeys, that's called driftwood. Gabby Bernstein calls it driftwood. If you can see us doing it, it means you can do it too. And I said it once and I'll say it again, you are not your illness. I want to dive into not having a plan. And then we're going to, I'm going to go through the three things that you can do next to kind of move through this right after this break.
Okay. When I take that break, you know, usually I chatted up with my podcast producer and he just reminded me of something, you know, it was unlocking him memories of when you would check out at the grocery store or CVS or something. And that magazine would be right there. Like Kate Moss's tiny little body would be on the cover or even for men, it does it for men too, you know, celebrities and all that super, super buff, super, super tan, these unachievable body goals standing right in front of you. And then what's for sale right below it? Butterfinger, Mounds Bar, you know, what's your pick your poison, Hershey's, all of these things. And so, wow, can we see it unlocking with our eyes that we're taught one thing and then we are tempted with another thing? Taught one thing and tempted with another thing, which keeps us viciously, viciously, viciously in that loop. This is why having a plan helps. So number three, when it comes to why these things, why people get stuck in this loop or what I've seen over my years is not having a plan. I call this patchwork healing. You may have heard me refer to this before. It's like when people are grasping at different things and they have no clear direction. So let's say one day you're like, oh my God, I got to get my gut back on track. I got to start focusing on it because I'm bloated. I have constipation, all these things. And so you Google, type in what to do for constipation. And like a hundred, you know, articles show up, a couple YouTube videos, you click on one of the YouTube videos and that person tells you to eat chia seed, eat more fiber and to drink green juice. And then you're like, that didn't work. So I'm going to go over here and look again. And this person is like, if you drink green juice, you're going to destroy your gut. And you're like, oh no, I did the wrong thing. Okay. What do I need to do? And this says eat hot soup six times a day. Okay. I'm going to eat hot soup six times a day. You give it three or four days and things don't improve. And then you're like, okay, Google, what do I need to do now? And then you buy this supplement and you do this diet and you do this thing and you look up and it's a year later and you've tried 50 different things and none of them got you to the ball in the basket because you're just grasping at straws in the metaverse. This will get you nowhere. Honestly, this will get you more overwhelmed, more anxious, more frustrated than having a clear plan. Now, first of all, nothing streamlined my plan, like having one good practitioner that got me there. So this was kind of like my health advocate, was a health coach at the time that could take everything that was going on in my healing journey and make sense of it, which is exactly what I do for my clients. I take everything that's going on and we put it up on the wall and we look at it all and we make sense of it. Okay. And in doing that, it takes away the anxiety. It takes away the overwhelm. It takes away the exhaustion from a healing journey because you have a step-by-step plan, a clear plan, A to Z, not just like aimlessly wandering all over trying to say like, I have constipation. What should I do? I have constipation. What should I do? Versus someone saying, oh, you have constipation. Here's what you should do. And let's walk through it together. Right? Seems so much more simple. But the thing about it, and I'm going to be super transparent, is that it's an investment. Yeah. It's an investment when you invest in one person. But I will say this, When I look back at what I spent money on in my healing journey, I spent more than when I was working with someone. Because when I I worked with someone, they helped me stay consistent. They helped me stay stable and strong in one spot. And that helped me get to the root cause. And that helped me get to the end. And that helped me heal what I needed to heal. 
versus when I was grasping at a bunch of different things. I thought I was saving money and trying to figure it out on my own or by myself, but I actually was spending way more money because things weren't working and I had to keep rebuying a bunch of stuff instead of sticking to a few things that worked for me. Make sense? So if you're here, you know, just to kind of recap, we have, you know, stuck in diet culture mentality. We have stuck on the past. We have wandering aimlessly, not having a plan and patchwork healing. These to me are three root cause, three core root issues of why somebody feels imprisoned to their healing journey because these things don't move them forward. So they stay stuck in the same loop, just like I was on the sidewalk of Florida, you know, with my breath completely controlling me and panicking and not being able to move. I felt paralyzed. Many people feel paralyzed from these three things, imprisoned in their healing journey. So maybe you relate to this. Maybe you relate to some of it. Maybe you relate to all of it. If you relate to none of it, then you can definitely stop listening to this podcast. But if you want to know what to do next, here are the three things you can do to undo those things. And I will say just a quick disclaimer that these take time. You know, the client that I was referring to that prompted the idea for this podcast, we've been working together for a while. We've been able to resolve a lot of things going on in her in her gut and her healing journey. But it took her a little bit to have her own epiphany, her own aha moment, or what I'll say in the group is like a big shift in their healing. Like, wow, this is happening a lot in my group right now where everyone's having like big mental shifts, getting out of these three things and stepping into what it really means to heal their body. Actually, in both my groups, it's been an amazing month, very breakthrough-ish month (laughs) for the JRW crew. Even though it takes time, it doesn't mean you look at your journey as a future thing. I'm going to teach you now what to do next. It's going to help you stay in the present moment so you can enjoy every day, even while you're healing and not be connected to that story because that is the ultimate goal. How many times have you said, oh, I'll be happy when my gut is healed. I will be, you know, love my body when I lose 30 pounds. I'll go on vacation when I feel better about myself, right? And that's not a way to live life because you're missing today, tomorrow, the next day because of this thing and stepping into it. You know, I missed who knows what opportunities I've missed by not being able to go out to eat or not being able to see friends. I mean, I've I've had more panic attacks about going out than I care to admit. But that one in particular, that one in Florida was the last one I ever had when it came to my healing journey, because I finally stepped into surrender, I couldn't let that happen to me anymore, that feeling I had. And then even watching my ex-partner look at me and feel so helpless, like he can't help me. You know, there's nothing he can do. He doesn't have a, you know, some kind of healthy protein bar in his pocket or, you know, a smoothie that he can get. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to help me in that in that situation. But these three tools will help you help yourself and help you get through that. So let's dig in. Number one is, you know, if you're stuck in this mentality, you could be living for your health regime, right? I got to take this supplement at this time. I got to, you know, eat this, drink this celery juice at this time. I got to eat this protein first. I have to work out at this time. And if you stray away from it, 
or get stressed, irritated, or overwhelmed, you can think the worst can happen. This is not actually living. You know, health doesn't actually have to be in the gym or the kitchen. So the first thing to do, this is so, so, so simple, but we don't do it at all. A lot of people don't do it is to play. It's to find joy in every single day. It's to take a dance class or do some art or, you know, twerk in the kitchen to an Ariana Grande song or to, you know, goof around with your dog or sit at a park without your phone. It's literally tapping into your inner child play. Again, we were talking about this in the meeting today and it was fire. Not tapping into inner child work because that's work. Tapping into inner child play. Literally acting like a kid. Because when you're so cooped up in adulting, you're stuck in this mode that you have to be a robot. We are not robots yet. (laughs) We are people that can move in any direction and feel and do anything. And I can guarantee if you're listening to this podcast and you feel in prison to your healing journey, I could ask you, when is the last time that you just played? And you may have to think long and hard because it's probably been a while. Maybe even the thought of play annoys you. Like your kids might be like, mom, can you play? Can you play? And you're just like, ugh. No, I have to drink my celery juice, kiddo. So finding joy and play. Do this as a exercise. Write out five things that put you in the present moment that make you feel so happy. Not something related to health, not breath work or meditation or journaling. Literally like playing. To me, I love cartwheels. I love doing cartwheels. Every time I go to the beach, I always make sure I do a cartwheel on the beach. It makes me happy. I love eating my lunch outside in the sun. You know, I like going to dance class, like I said, cooking with friends or giggling with friends about silly things like boys. Find your joy, make a list and bring it into your life. The second thing is you're doing all the things, right? So I, I mentioned that before. You're you're practicing all the points, you're doing all the things, and you're not getting any better. Doing is the masculine. Doing is the masculine. Being is the feminine. And so to be able to get out of that loop where you're doing all the things, you're not going to heal in the masculine. If you're if you're a woman listening to this, you're not going to heal if you're in the masculine. If you're a man listening to this, you're also not going to heal if you're so fully in your masculine. You need a little play in feminine energy in your life too, right? So if you're constantly doing, like I got to do this, I got to, and then I got to do that, and here's my list, and I'm going to check it off, and then I got to do this. Oh, and I should probably, you know, add my self care in there, like it's something on your to do list. One word: surrender. Surrender. Surrender to the healing journey. Just surrender to it. Go out to eat without fear. Meet up with friends without fear. Just surrender to it. It's the stress and anxiety and the always be doing that's keeping you sick. I saw it for myself. Lived it for myself. Barely lived through it, by the way. But I'm here to show you surrender is a huge way. And number three, which kind of relates to not having a plan, but stop trying a bunch of things without a direct path. Stop the patchwork healing. 
Stop pulling different straws and trying to make it work or whatever they say, throw spaghetti at the wall and making it stick. Get a guide. It doesn't have to be me, but one person who can make sense of your healing journey and then stick with them because sometimes things get a little bit worse before they get better. And I explain that to each and every one of my clients. Stick with me. If things get worse, we're going to ride it out together because that sometimes is the face that needs to show to get to the other side. And then we keep moving in the same consistent direction and we can get there. Otherwise, you know, let's say you're 35 years old, you're going to keep doing this for another five years and be in the same place at 40, be in the same place at 45 and so on and so forth, whatever age you relate to. So to recap, instead of living for your health regime, you can have it, you can be consistent and you can feel good, but make time for play, joy and happiness in your life that's not scheduled or controlled. It's just you being in your free flow, inner child play. Number two, instead of doing all the things, be more. Less do, more be. Surrender to the path. And then number three, instead of trying a bunch of different things, have a path, get a guide, follow through on something. These three things, even though they don't seem really related, will help you out of diet culture mentality. They'll help you out of that space where you're so connected to your diagnosis because one major thing will happen when you do all of these three things. This is a promise. You will tap into your body. You will be so rooted inside your body. You will know exactly what you need to do instead of feeling lost and stressed and overwhelmed and anxious on your healing journey. And that's what I teach every one of my clients. I don't want to tell them what to do. I want their body to tell us what to do. When they fully surrender, it lets us know, and then we can lean into it. And it's their body's idea. And that makes their healing 10 times faster. So as a reminder, you know, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, if you're interested in me being your guide, if you're interested in the Holistic Gut System as your program, as your 90-day gut transformation, right now, if you mention this podcast, when you book a call anytime in March or April, you get testing for free. And like I said, this testing can help us get deeper into root cause and provide us guidance. It also is very helpful because it relieves a lot of overwhelm. But I also know that this work is such a huge part of it too. So we combine it all together when we work on things over the course of 90 days. So if you're interested, go ahead and click that link below and book your discovery call. Until next time, I wish you sweet, sweet surrender and hope that you are finding healing on this path to listening to this podcast. If you like this episode or my podcast, if you could be so sweet and subscribe and make sure to share with a friend who really needs to hear this message today. Thank you so much and happy healing.